And we are officially recording. Peeps, welcome to another podcast. This is Chronicles of a Plumber. As you can see behind me, we are in a brand new setting, something new to the channel. Uh, This is the home. This is the home that I've been talking to you guys about for a few weeks now. And uh, all the good, the bad, and the ugly with it, of course, because there were lots of stories and you heard lots of things. Um, But we are officially here. This has been our first week here. And... um, it's been a journey, man. Now, I got to tell you a couple of things before we, we get going. First of all, the acoustics of this room have changed, so it'll sound like different type of audio, but it's still the same. It's still the same microphone that I'm using for these podcasts. Um, I might have to rearrange the room so that the acoustics are differently. And another thing I should tell you is last week, I actually recorded a podcast, but audacity did this weird thing where it actually took my voice and it deepened it and it made it sound really really creepy (laughs) so it made it sound as if um you ever see one of those scary movies and uh they make the deep voice when someone's possessed by something that's exactly what it sounded like so i'm currently trying to work out this problem I recorded an entire hour of podcast for you guys today, and the beginning of this podcast started off with my voice being deep. So this is me just doing the intro, telling you guys about it. My name is Kenny Molotov, by the way. I'm a YouTube plumber. I'm a magician. I'm I'm a few different things. If you go down into the description below, you'll be able to find me there. But I wanted to give you guys a heads up because we're about to cut video to um, the original one where the audio finally cut back in and it was okay. Um, Just so that you guys are aware of what's happening here. I'm trying to work out a couple of kinks with uh, the system that's going on. So without further ado, I wanted to let you guys know that um, we did end up moving last weekend. So when this audio botched on me, we were also in the midst of moving. It was a really long and arduous process. So I decided to, to take time away from YouTube just for the week so that I can put get my feet planted. We also had a really exhausting week in regards to plumbing, which I'll, I'll get into as well. Um, but the story starts off as of last Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We started the move on Friday and Saturday. We started moving um, other things. And then on Sunday, we had the big move. And I'll cut to the audio right now. Thanks for listening. Hope you guys enjoy. And both those days, we were taking the small truck that my dad has, and we were basically uh, filling it in with whatever was small enough that it could take. And we were driving here to this house and just dropping off a bunch of things. And then Sunday was the big move. Sunday was everything that was massive had to go. Um, So we got all the beds that we were taking. We took all the dressers. We took the treadmill, which was a disaster. If you ever have to take a treadmill... Peeps, make sure it can get up and down the stairs because my parents had put the treadmill in the basement at one point in in life and then they built a shelf on the landing of the basement stairs and this shelf just didn't allow the treadmill to go up comfortably so we actually had to take apart the treadmill and that was a gong show in itself. It's still sitting in our basement right here in three pieces which is, I don't even want to get into it. Um, So that happened. Uh, We brought the bed, which was really heavy. We recently bought a bed that um, its frame moves up and down where you can like lift your head up and watch TV and whatnot. I don't know if it was worth it. Let me tell you, for the moving aspect of things, it's not worth it. It's super heavy. Uh, It was uh, was a mission, man. It was the first big move in my life. And uh, man, I, I hear what people are saying when they say that moving is not easy. Dude, it was a disaster. And we spread it out over many weeks, but this was just tough. So we rented a U-Haul. We picked everything up one shot. We drove down here, and then we started unloading, and it just took forever. And it was really, really, really exhausting. I remember by 5 or 6 o'clock, my parents went home, and I was just sitting down going, I can't open any of these boxes. It's not possible, bro. It's game over. Game over as of right now, man. Like... And we went to bed really early that day. <laughs> it was just so tiring. And then uh, the rest of the week commenced. And this week actually was not an easy week plumbing-wise. This week we were doing risers, which we're going to get into, by the way. Um, 
But this week was also tough. So Monday we got home fairly early and I was able to unload some boxes and whatnot. And then and then the rest of the week was like me getting here and going, there's no way I'm opening up a box. There's no way I'm video editing. Like I was just beaten up by the entire weekend, which was me and my wife moving stuff and not having a weekend to ourselves. Usually you recuperate over the weekend. That wasn't us last week. So it's been it's been a tougher weekend than usual. Kenny Molotov's uh, complaining a little bit. I know, I know, it's a little bit weird. I'm gonna I'm gonna get off that complaining train right now because it's a blessing to be here into this brand new studio, into this brand new house, and I'm very very happy. By the way, uh, I'm just glad it's also the weekend right now. I didn't even say the date. Today is Saturday. Hold on, the phone's moving. Saturday, June 9th. Thank you for being here on the podcast. That was a little bit of a snippet of what last week was and the obstacles we had to jump over in order to make this happen. That's why the podcast didn't come up. But I wanted to show you guys a couple of things before we get into what I did this week for plumbing. Let's pop up on the channel. The channel, it, this is me. This is Kenny Molotov. Um, couple of things here. We're currently st- standing at 1,800 I can't see it. It's eight one thousand six hundred eighty three. Jeez, sorry, peeps. Uh, the camera is currently sitting on the subscriber count, which is a little bit stupid. I know, I know. I'm gonna tell you right now what the subscriber count is. I think it's one thousand eight hundred. And give it one sec. Give it one. And one thousand six hundred eighty three. Apparently, I'm a little bit dyslexic. Subscribers. Peeps, for those of you that are watching, I appreciate you. Thank you for making that number so big. It's lovely, and I can't wait where this is going to take us. Um, But these are the videos I currently have out. I didn't upload any videos. Like I was saying, it was a hectic, hectic week for me. Uh, But we do have a video that I'm going to be doing everything in my power to get out as of next week. As well as this podcast right here, I wanted to show you guys, if you wanted just the audio version of this podcast, if you go on to Anchor, Anchor is a really great podcasting um, app, by the way. Anchor uploads all your podcasts to all the podcasting platforms out there. So this is my podcasting platform here. This is Kenny Molotov. I got to add a new video or picture to it. But currently, you can find my podcast on Anchor, on Breaker, on Pocket Cast, on Radio Public, and Stitcher as well. If you go on to iTunes, you could also download it on iTunes, I believe, as well. So if you want just the audio versions of this from week to week, because you can't get the video version of it, you can just go over there, click on what you need, and uh, download it there. And, and, you know, listen to me when you're at work or, or on the bus or whatever it is you guys are doing during the week. Uh, that's the second thing that I wanted to say. Oh, by the way, peeps, if we go back to my plumbing channel. This little header that I have here is one that I created when I was a gamer, okay? I used to do uh, gaming. I used to do a lot of horror gaming, actually. I loved horror games. Um, And that's the header that I created for it when I was doing gaming. But now that we're a plumbing podcast and a plumbing channel, I was wondering if any of you out there do uh, Photoshop or anything like that... um, I'd be interested to see if you wanted to come up with a header. Just throwing that out there to the community. If anybody's interested, shoot me a line. Let me know down below in the comments below if you'd be interested. And then uh, we can coordinate and see if we could come up with anything cool for the plumbing channel, of course. Not for the gaming channel or what it used to be. So that's that out of the way. The last video that I did was called um, A Day in the Life of a Plumber. Let's go over here to my channel. A Day in the Life of a Plumber, which was a mowing shower control valve in a bathtub installation. Um, that's the last one that I did right there. If you like watching bathtub installations, that's one to check out for the books. But let's go on to Instagram. I want to show you guys what I uploaded as of this week for pictures, that is. Um, and the things that went on, because this week, like I said, was really really difficult in regards to plumbing. Um, And the reason why that is, is because we had a bigger job that sort of came in at the same time that we were moving out of the house and whatnot. So it was, it was a mission, my friends, it was a mission. So first and foremost, on Monday, we got up, I drove down to the house with my parents. That's another thing. I live about 40 minutes away from my parents now. 
So we're 40 minutes east of them. So we got to go 40 minutes west. And then Dad and I continue going west towards Toronto, uh, further into the Toronto uh, district, as I as we call it. And um, wow, that forty minutes changes everything. So on Monday, I, I ended up traveling down with my dad, and we knew we had this big job coming up. So what we ended up doing was. Uh, Going to prep for it, but before we did that, we actually popped into um, a- another contractor that we've worked with in the past. Uh, true story, uh, this gentleman's name is Daryl, and I did a video a couple of months back called uh, Bullying in the Trades, and on Daryl's job site was an electrician that just blasted me. And um, if you wanted to check it out, you can actually go onto the channel here, and I'll show you which one it is. It is this guy right here, Bullying in the Trades. And uh, it, it was an interesting story. It was an interesting situation. Daryl, by the way, is a sweetheart. He's like one of the he's, – he seems like, knock on wood, like one of the most harmless individuals I've ever met. I love speaking with Daryl. He's pretty cool. Um it was the electrician that I got into an argument with. He just did not agree with a method that I was using uh, on the job site that day. And a lot of the plumbers out there, uh, like Josh McFate and everybody, um, they were like, well, I don't know why that electrician was losing his mind because I was doing something actually in the right for plumbing. And nonetheless, um, if you want to check that out, check that out right there. Uh, so we saw Daryl this week. We had to do a... Um, we have to get him a quote. He's doing another job site right now, and he wanted to get our insight as to where we think the drains for a new uh, shower should go. And when we got into the job site, we noticed that he was initially planning on putting a shower stall right beside the electrical panel because of just how tight this space is. In his defense, this isn't this isn't him. It's really the space of the place and the customer going, I want the shower here. And Daryl's going, I don't know if that's the best idea, but I guess we can make it work. So dad and I popped in for a minute and we were like, you know what? Why don't we do this? We rearranged it and we, we actually quoted it. And the lady who's getting it done likes the quote. So that might be a potential video for the future. Um, we're going to be in a basement uh, of a house and we're going to be basically doing a rough in of three fixtures. We're going to be doing a shower, four fixtures, a shower. We're also going to be doing a laundry tub, a floor drain, and uh, what's the th- the last one? Laundry tub. Oh, a laundry tub, floor drain, and a washer dryer uh, in the basement altogether. So we're going to be doing that rough in soon. Uh, we're going to be starting next week, this Monday coming up. We're going to be going there just to tell him where we need him to do the breaking. Peeps, if you're plumbers, do you guys do the breaking yourselves or do you hire out to do pl- do do the breaking? Let me know in the comments below because dad and I despise breaking. Like we can do it. I've done it in the past, especially if it's a small little powder room, no problem. I, I won't outsource that. But if we're doing like five fixtures and and it's six inches of cement, it's it's not worth it for us, man. Anyways, I just, I'm just i just curious what you guys do. So Daryl and us, are we're going to coordinate to see if he can do the breaking for us. He's all for it, by the way. He's good with that. Uh, so he'll do the breaking, and then we'll come in, and we'll do all the piping like the plumbers are supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? So that was Monday. We saw Daryl, and then we went out to a job site where we were doing risers. Now, I want to show you a picture that I took. Um a lot of fittings, and uh, this day, I think these are inch and a half fittings that I took a picture of. We were a riser is essentially, if you don't already know, it's a vertical pipe. It's a pipe that goes vertically from floor to floor that distributes water into each of the units on the floor. So there will be a riser for your washroom. There will be a riser for your kitchen, and if you do have laundry machines, there are sometimes. Uh, there will be a separate riser for that, but more often than not, it usually connects to a washroom a riser or something like that, which is the way this building is designed. So so we went in and uh, we just prepped on Monday, just basically trying to get our, our feet in the door. We cut out we cut out all the insulation on the existing pipes and uh, 
Yeah, that's it. It was just a prep day. We cut out all the insulation and we ended up getting just cleaning everything up, just making sure that the job site's ready for us for when when we start the following day. That was Monday, okay? And then the rest of the week got really serious. So we had to do three separate risers. We had to do a riser run. So the way I should uh, sort of preface this is this is the top floor of the building that we're doing. It's currently being renovated and we're doing the riser runs in the ceiling of this building. And the reason why we're doing that is because new tenants are coming in and the way the building uh, had decided, the logic that they're using is that, okay, look, they're doing a full renovation right now. All the ceilings are currently completely open, completely open. There are no walls anywhere. That's how extensive this renovation is. So they're thinking to themselves, the risers are pretty old. Uh, they're around that age where they're thinking about doing risers. Here's a perfect opportunity to get in just to get them done so that we don't have, knock on wood, any issues in the near future. So that's the logic they're currently using. Um, they're thinking to themselves, you know what? It's open. Let's let's get it done. So it makes a lot of sense because if, if these tenants are, are spending a couple of hundred thousand dollars on the renovation and then God forbid something goes wrong in the next couple of years because the risers are old, then the building has to then front that money to redo the renovation on whatever patches that they have to do. And these risers, we're, we're doing full lengths of pipe, right? So that's not going to be a small cost for them to then rip out the wall. So I think it's a, a good move on their part where we also might potentially do a cast iron pipe there as well because there's a storm drain running into the ceiling of this building, uh, of this unit, I should say. So there's a lot going on here. And they called us in, we gave them a quote, they were happy with it, and we're in there, and it's full throttle plumbing. And not only that, the, real, the hardest part about these things is that you, you have to shut the water to certain risers, right? Especially if you can isolate them. Sometimes you don't have the, um, the blueprints as to which riser controls what or which valve controls what we this building's really well maintained so we had to basically get in shut the water for a whole day on a certain riser which means that notices had to come up to the the units that were being affected by this and this happened three days in a row it was a three-day riser job uh, because there were three separate uh, runs that we had to do so we had to come in, shut the water. So there's a little bit of pressure going on there. Um, <laughs> pardon the pun. I don't mean water pressure. I mean pressure in regards to getting the job done in a um, in a good time. You know what I mean? Because there are people depending on the water. That's the that's the scariest part about plumbing. When people are depending on water, and you're the only person that's obstructing it from turning on because you got to finish a job. So we shut the water to each of these things. The pressure's rolling, and we just gotta. Make sure we get in as fast as we can, we get out as fast as we can, and of course, most importantly, that when the water is then turned back on again, we don't have any issues. That's the biggest, that's the biggest one, because water, um, water leaks equals damage, and we have to try to alleviate that as much as possible, so... It's double checking and triple checking everything. So here's basically a little rundown of what was going on and how we sort of handle the situation, what you have to do in a riser situation. First things first, you got to make sure that the pipes can fit into the elevator. That's the biggest thing right now because we initially attempted to walk the pipe up the stairs and we found out very quickly that 12 foot lengths of copper do not fit up the stairs because of the way the ceilings are actually uh, designed. They got like a, a 45 degree angle to them and it's very hard to uh, maneuver a 12 foot length of pipe. That's first and foremost. Day two, when we first started it, that's the first thing we did. We thought to ourselves, okay, can we get full lengths of pipe up the stairs? And the reason why you want full lengths of pipe up the, up the stairs is because you are going to be using very long runs in order to make these uh, risers connect uh, horizontally on the ceilings. The larger the portion you have, the less work you have to do because you don't have to then start adding couplings to it, okay? 
first, that's the first thing. You, you figure that out. You find out if it'll fit up the stairs. It doesn't. We're like, okay, what size will fit into the elevator? So we go into the elevator. We do a quick measurement. 10 feet was the maximum we'd be able to bring onto the elevator. And then it was off to the races. First thing you have to do is grab all the pipes, put them in a place where you can cut them. And now you got to cut them all to 10 feet. All right. Now, in order for this to be way easier for us, dad, being the clever man that he is, decided to buy something called a chop saw. Now, a chop saw is essentially a saw that comes down and cuts whatever materials you want, but this one is a little bit more heavy duty, and I think it's the blade, actually, that's more heavy duty. This chop saw is designed to cut metal uh yeah, metal. So metal pipes is, is a breeze for this thing. So the first thing that we did, we, we set up the chops on in an area. We took all the pipes that we were using of that day. We put them downstairs. We cut them into 10-foot lengths. We wrapped them up. We, we tied uh, duct tape around them. We then put cloths on both ends of them because copper pipe scratches real easy. Any drywall that it touches, game over for the drywall. You know what I'm saying? Anything like that, game over. Copper pipe is very unforgiving. Most metal things are very unforgiving. If you hit something, you're going to see it. So we wrap some cloths around both sides, both ends. We also duct tape that to them. And then we're off to the races. We get to the elevator. We open it up. We very slowly, very carefully bring them into the elevator bring them upstairs, and then the first phase happens, which is you find out all your fittings, find out all of them, what you need, and then you sit down and you clean them. This is trying to make the job as efficient as possible. I find that if you go in phases, it's always very fast. Uh, It makes things way faster. So what you're seeing here is a picture of a bunch of different fittings. You have a bunch of couplings on the left, and on the right, it's a bunch of 90s, okay? Now, these are um, inch and a half. I think this was my second day of doing it. These are inch and a half uh, fittings, so, so they're quite large. So what you have to do is sit down, and, and I think there were in total probably around uh, 12 to 16 of these things. I had to sit down and and just clean the heck out of these things. The thing is, is when you're about to go into a soldering phase, solder really needs clean fittings in order for it to take all the way around a joint, basically. So it's crucial. It's crucial that you're very thorough with these things. So I sat down for a half an hour. And I just started cleaning. And while that occurs, dad is out shutting the water, draining it from the building, and then cutting into the pipes and getting everything basically ready for the new pipes to come in. So that is what you're seeing right here. It's just a ton of fittings going on. And actually, if you look behind it, you're going to see a couple of things. You're going to see a couple of stacks. And this copper pipe coming in is... um. I think that was a laundry drain, which has a little bit of a lengthy run. And then you see these two horizontal pipes coming out is is the branches that are coming out for um, for a vanity or something like that. But nonetheless, behind it is where the riser is. I should have taken a picture of the riser. But when you're in such a stressful situation where you know you have to get things done as quickly as possible... You're like, okay, we're, we're in game mode. I'll take a quick pick, show, show the peeps what's going on, and, and get it done. So we had to do this three days in a row, and it's the exact same um, system each day. So every single day, we have to get there, start off by chopping our um, pipes into the right 10-foot lengths, wrapping them up, taking them upstairs, bringing up the chops as well, and then uh, doing all the fittings, and then doing all the soldering. So it was, it was, it was a ton of work. And dad and I, by the third day, were all gassed out, man. Like there was no juice left in the system. I remember on Thursday, it was quite difficult because we were just tired, you know? The thing you don't realize is that in order to get these done, because they're in the ceiling, you have to basically, you have to get up and down a ladder, a a multiple 
number of times. Like you, you're constantly going up, you're constantly going down. And the difficulty with that is, is that you don't realize how much uh, cardio you're actually doing. And not only that, I find that every time I climb a ladder, I'm way more stressed out than I am just on level ground. The reason why that is, is because I'm not a big fan of heights. And I know that a fall from even, even a small height can do some extensive damage. So I'm, I'm extra careful when I'm coming up to a ladder because ladders and heights just... I'm a short Mediterranean man, peeps. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't designed for high places. I was designed for five, five and three quarters. You know what I'm saying? So every time I get onto a ladder, I'm very wary and I slow down at least a little bit uh, when I'm when I'm working on it. So you don't realize how much work and, and strain you're putting on your body. You're, you're, fi- you're going up and down the ladder a million times. Uh, but you're also stressed out because the water's off. So you're constantly thinking to yourself, okay, what's the most efficient way to do this? And you're constantly moving that way. And you're constantly getting the, um, the pipes ready. You're cutting them to length. And the chop saw is beautiful, is a beautiful thing for that. By the way, the other reason why we're using a chop saw rather than just a a hand cutter is because we're using type L pipe. Type L pipe is a very thick wall thickness of copper, and you don't typically use type L except for situations like this, and type L... Like usually it's type M that we use for the majority of the things that we do. Anytime that you see us doing a, um, a, a moan control valve or anything like that in a house, more than often it's, it's type M. Type M is a wall thickness that's not super thick, but it's not super thin as well. It's in that sweet area. But because there's so much water being distributed in these riser pipes right here, it is crucial to get a thicker wall thickness because over time, that water is going to be wearing down that wall. There have been times where even in houses, you open up the pipes and you see that they're paper thin because over years, and we're talking about decades that wall thickness goes down. So with pipes that are distributing this much water, that are getting this much use, it's always more crucial to get a thicker wall thickness. Um, so we were using type L pipe. And if you ever try cutting type L, it takes a little bit longer because the wall thickness is longer. So the chop saw is a beautiful product, a beautiful thing, an expensive uh, machine, but extremely worth it in situations like this where time is of the essence. So that's why we were using also the chop saw. So I remember day one went went pretty smooth. Uh, we got up there and uh, as I was cleaning the fittings, dad was draining the system, cutting open the old pipes. And the other blessing about this is that because we're not starting from scratch, all the hangers that are required for these riser pipes and all the um, all the dimensions of these riser pipes are currently already there. So we're not reinventing the wheel in a sense. So the good thing is, is that we can actually take the dimensions right off of the original riser and just prefab or refabricate it and then solder it up. And that, that was another very useful thing. When you're starting from scratch and you got to drill shots so that you get your hangers in, it makes things way, way more difficult. So not more difficult, just more time consuming, I should say. So that was another great blessing about doing this job. I feel like this thing is going down slowly. I, I, I'm going to need to time lapse this to see if it is because I feel like every five minutes I'm lifting it back up. Granted, this arm is in a very awkward situation right now, but that's what we were doing Monday, Tuesday, and when, uh, sorry, Monday was the prep. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday was us coming in and actually doing the riser. Now, I got to tell you an interesting thing that happened on Thursday with the riser. So Thursday, we're exhausted. We, you know, like I was telling you, it's a lot of cardio that you're not really paying attention to. It's also a lot of stress because people are expecting you to have the water back on by a certain time. So Thursday comes around and we open up the pipes after draining the system and we notice that the hot water pipe is running. So what that tells us right then and there is that the water valve is actually passing. Now, if you've 
ever attempted to solder anything with even a little bit of water inside, solder any pipe, I should say, with any little bit of trickle of water inside, you would know it is game over, bro. It ain't happening. That's it. That's it. A lot of people say put some plumber's bread. Look, maybe for a type M half inch pipe, uh, not for an an inch and a quarter we were using, not for an inch and a quarter pipe. There's You need to put a loaf in that bread in order for that to happen. So the moment that occurred and we realized what's happening, the first step is to see if the valve that you, you shut is not shut all the way. Maybe you can shut it a bit more. Dad goes back, tries to shut it a bit more, actually gets it a little bit more, but it's the valve itself. It's a ball valve, and somewhere along the lines, maybe it's uh, maybe it's currently broken a little bit, or maybe debris won't allow uh, a full shut from this thing. So dad has to go out and grab a new uh, new valve for this thing, and these are inch and a quarter or inch and a half valves. So the good thing is, is that we're two guys and we can uh, share the work, right? So as dad's doing that, I can continue doing the riser, but that puts uh, us in a in a very, in a tough situation. In other words, if it was just dad, this would have become hairy very fast because at least because I was there, I can continue on the work so we can still uh, keep our timeline going. It might not be as fast as if two guys were doing it, but at least the timeline's still going and the pipes are still being put in, but just by one guy as the other guy gets the material. Um, So he had to run out actually to the supplier because he didn't have any inch and a half pipes. And that's that's a learning experience. That's something you got to take for the future and readjust because next time we do riser valves, the very first thing we're going to do is, is we're going to go, okay, we got to make sure we have extra valves in the truck in case a situation like this happens. So because the valve was passing, dad had to do a very short building shutdown. So now it was only, uh, we were doing we were doing the master washroom that day. So initially, it was just the master washroom risers that were shut. So there were only a specific uh, a specific area of pipes that weren't being used, but you could use the rest of the pipes in, in the, the units above and below. But now we have to do an actual building shutdown. So every single every single unit in the entire building now has to be shut down because of this. So, we shut everything down very quickly, and in a half an hour, Dad had soldered in a brand new valve, shut it good, and, and it sort of it worked out in our favor. Like it, it worked out, in other words. So it was though a, a moment of stress because you're thinking to yourself, first of all, there's no way you're going to be able to solder anything if this water continues passing. Second of all, Dad has to go out to the supplier, so you know there's a little bit of stress there. What if he runs into any traffic, blah, blah, blah. And lastly, uh, are we going to be able to get this job done? And fortunately, we were. We It was a great blessing. We were able to get it done. Um, and that's why I took this picture. I just wanted to show you guys what exactly was going on for us this week. It was a bunch of risers, um, a lot of work. I'm really happy it's over. We still have to go back and insulate the pipes, um, but that's going to be at... Uh, next week at some point when we have time because because the riser had to take our take had to take precedent over the rest of the things that we have currently lined up for ourselves we also had a bunch of uh, smaller calls that we had to do so friday was a bunch of smaller calls but i wanted to show you something else that we did this week this my friends was a lot of fun this was a lot of fun and this actually came to us on thursday Thursday, after we had done that riser, after that story I just told you, we got called in because this thing right here, if you see where my uh, cursor is currently hovering over, this thing right here was actually leaking, leaking like a punk, man. Like it was, it was really leaking. This is called a regulator. And when I first saw it, I had no idea what the hell it was. I will explain it to you in a second. If you haven't ever, uh, sort of come to one before, 
Um, but it was leaking. So they had called us in and they said, look, this thing's going. Uh, you need to come in ASAP because this thing is not slowing down. Now, the first thing that you normally do when you see something leaking is like you find a valve. You try to isolate this so that the water still distributes to all the other areas of the building. And then this one section can can be replaced, repaired, or whatever, but it can be shut down so that water doesn't come out. Now, you see this valve right here. This valve right here would have been that valve to do it. But them being wise enough to try it, they did. They start cranking this thing, and this thing has an infinite spin to it. And what that means is that the valve is actually broken. So there's a thread on the inside of this valve that controls the gates. It's called a gate valve, right? And a gate valve are two plates that basically come into the opening and seal it shut just like this. These plates do this. And this thread, you're turning so that the the gates come in and seal everything. This thread, though, basically malfunctioned. And now when you spin it, it can't shut the gates. And dad was explaining to me how this happened. Um, Essentially, the thread went all the way through the gates. So when it comes in, the first thing that hits is this thread. And this thread hits it. Is it that though? I don't know. Does that? No, I I think it's actually worse. That's one way a gate valve can go awry. But because it, it had an infinite spin, I don't think the I don't think it was even connected to to the gates. Nonetheless, nonetheless, it was malfunctioning. We needed to fix this thing. So we get in there, and this regulator is just spraying. And we attempted the gate valve as they did, and it ain't it ain't going. So the only way to actually fix this thing is to shut the entire building. <laughs> so a common theme over these past couple of days, or this day, I should say. So the very first thing that we do as we say to ourselves, do we have another gate valve like that? We don't. We don't typically use threaded gate valves, uh, my dad and I. We typically run into issues that don't really have a lot of threading to do with it. Um, This is more mechanical work, but we have all the tools for it. We've done it a hundred times. So it was a lot of fun actually doing this because it's not something we always run into. So we didn't have another gate valve like this. We don't stock them because we don't do a lot of them. So we look at it up. And there was a supplier six minutes away. So we're like, bro, let's go grab one of these gate valves. Let's come back and let's get this thing done. Now, here's the interesting thing, okay? The uh, serial number of this regulator right here is on the opposite side of this regulator. And what's on the opposite side, as you can see, it's a bloody beam. You know what I'm saying? So we attempted to take pictures of this regulator and its serial number and whatnot, but we couldn't do it because this darn thing was right in front of a beam. And this beam was obstructing our vision of it. So we were trying to kill two birds with one stone. We were thinking to ourselves, look, if we go get a new gate valve, maybe we could get parts for this regulator and fix them both at the same time. No, lo and behold, you can't do it that way because you can't get that bloody picture that you need. And the only way to get this thing off is if you shut the water and there's a bunch of people working in this factory right now. So we're thinking to ourselves to alleviate as much, um, To alleviate as much stress as possible, what we're going to do is we're going to first handle the gate valve, and then afterwards we will provide quotes for what the regulator uh, would cost to do a replacement or a repair. That was the game plan. The customer came up with that, by the way. Um, And if that's what makes them happy, that's what we're going to do. So we went out, we got a brand new gate valve, we come back, and this is what we have to do in order to take off this thing. My dad kind of schooled me. I got to be honest about this because I'm thinking to myself, if you look under here, you have a threaded piece, right? This is a an MIP threading into a gate valve and the gate valve threading in to this regulator right here. So I'm thinking to myself, look, if we make one incision, one cut, shut off the water first, of course, it, but we cut it right across here, we can probably unthread everything, I'm thinking to myself. And my dad's going, no, that doesn't make any sense because when you start unthreading, 
this piece right here, it actually lengthens because it's coming out of the thread, right? So imagine you have something that threads into a hole. If you unthread it, it actually gets longer and longer and longer. So then I'm thinking to myself, okay, so then we got to notch two pieces, two little small sections in order to get this done. And dad looks at me, he goes, yes, you can do it that way. However, you need two inch pipe to do that. And we don't carry a ton of two inch pipe. So dad's thinking to myself, look, we already went to the supplier. I bought two couplings. Here's the game plan. We're going to make two incisions. We're going to make one incision under here and one incision under this 45 right here. And we, oh, no, there's a bunch of pictures. Can I see the rest of them? See, this has multiple pictures. Hold on. Hold on. Let me see something. All right. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's got to be a way. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry, sorry. Had to figure it out. So we made those two incisions, and we cut out this entire piece. And it made it a lot easier because now what we can do is we can unthread it uh, and rethread everything that we need to rethread. So this is the piece once it comes out, okay? Next phase is you got to disconnect everything. I know this is sideways, but what we had to do is we had to take off the ball valve, uh, sorry, the gate valve, and then we had to take out the MIP, as you can see it laying on the floor, and then we brought in the new one, we had to re-thread it, and we also had to thread this MIP back in, as you can see right here, and then we had to go into the soldering phase. We bought two couplings, um, and we basically had to solder them. Now, Here's one thing that I got to say before we end up uh, finishing off our podcast. I, I'm not the best solderer out there. <laughs> I know there are some people out there that already called me out on that. Yeah, I, I'm not the best solderer out there. And the truth is, is that it's something that I, I'm very envious whenever I see really beautiful soldering. There are some plumbers out there and some people that just solder that really make a joint look nice. You know what I mean? They don't overheat the pipe. Uh, the the solder doesn't run everywhere. And uh, it's something that I've always wanted to learn. And it's something that I really, really spent the last week working on, uh, trying to fix, okay? So this next picture right here is of the new way that I solder. Now, this obviously is not a perfect joint, but this is way better than what I used to do. Um, and I'm really I'm really trying to spend more time and, and effort onto making soldering look a little bit neater like it does here. Uh, because the way I used to solder before, you know, I'd put more solder than is necessary and whatnot. Um, so I've really been putting in a bit of effort to try to make this look a bit neater. And the one thing that I can say, especially when using uh, big fittings like this, two-inch fittings in this in this case, is that um, you really got to gotta heat the center of these fittings. If you heat the center of it, that's where the solder is going to go. That's the whole point of the flame, by the way. The, the solder tends to go where the flame goes. So if you're heating really high up or really high low, that's where the solder is going to run. So that's one thing that I noticed um, that needed to be fixed, basically. So I really spent a lot of time trying to trying to hone this skill this week uh, because I was doing a ton of soldering because of the um, risers and because of this this job right here. So that's what I ended up doing. I ended up spending a bit more time trying to figure out how to do it so it's a bit neater. And it obviously still needs a ton of work, but I'm very, very happy about where it's going and what it is. And dad, dad's different though. Dad's sort of looking at me like, get the damn thing done. Let's go sort of thing. That's dad's mentality. I'm thinking to myself, you know what? If I'm trying to do something better, good, don't get in my way. All right. All right. Don't, don't hate on somebody trying to, trying to be better at what they do. So dad then kind of smiles and is like, look, nice soldering is always beautiful. Go ahead, keep going. And that's what I spent the week doing, uh, trying to make sure that these joints look better because <laughs> because bad soldering looks bad. But that's the interesting thing that I find about soldering. Look, I get that it looks bad. I get that I used way too much solder in a lot of solders. But 
Man, that joint is solid. That I, I feel like that's the most crucial thing. Look, beauty's nice, and it's always something to aim for, but if it's not leaking, in my opinion, that that means it's soldered well. It looks like crap. Yeah, I get that. But at the same time, it's working, and it's going to work for years. And that, for me, is more important than aesthetic. That's the way That's the way the hierarchy is in my head. I don't know about you guys. You let me know down in the comments below if you agree or disagree. Um, but that's that's. I spent a bit of time trying to get this darn thing right. And then Friday, yesterday, was an entire service day, a day of of whatever was piling up because we were doing risers for three days. We had to keep saying, look, if it can wait, it's got to wait till Friday. If it can wait, it's got to wait till Friday because this stuff is crucial. And then yesterday, what we ended up doing is I went to a house to unclog a drain. So I get under this kitchen sink and I look at the drain. It's all ABS. And I look at the drain and there is T-tape everywhere, bro. There's T-tape on each of the trap adapters. The trap has has T-tape on it. <laughs> it was... It was it was a disaster. Whoever whoever recreated this or or patched it up was like, bro, I got this. Give me that tape right there. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't go to the silicone, to be honest. Um, but they taped the hell out of this thing. And um, so the drain was clogged. I take everything off. It's a, it's a two-compartment sink, so it's got a continuous waste at, down into a trap and out into the drain. Take this thing off, dump out the water. I start snaking it. My snake gives me a little bit of difficulty because it gets tangled on the inside. You ever tangle your snake on the inside of the machine? So you got to take it out and untangle it. It was one of those. So I had to untangle it, came back, kept snaking, and then I had to snake the trap. The trap alone. Oh, my God goodness peeps the trap alone was clogged bro and i it was like hard materials like it was like you know when you scrape a pan that's been burnt it was like that on the inside of the trap so the trap was providing a lot of clogging by itself so i snaked the trap i i tried putting everything back and testing the drain drain's fine but then of course the drain's leaking because they were t-taping the hell out of this now the thing is, <clears throat> let me take a drink of water. Now the thing is, as a handyman, I feel like you can get away with uh, just getting uh, a bunch of tea tape, or as a as a person that lives there, you can get away with it, you know. Um, but as as a handyman or a plumber. That's not really the way things work. We're going to find the issue. We're going to find the foundational issue that's causing the leak, and we're going to fix it that way. So I start unwrapping all this T-tape around both trap adapters. Lo and behold, the trap adapter has a huge crack in it, a crack in it, and then actually there's a small little crack in it on the other side. So I grab this this little um, section, and I tug it a bit, Game over, and and luckily the the landlord was there for me to show him. I said, "Look, <clears throat> this thing is destroyed. Take a look." And it popped out, just popped out. And he's like, "Oh, it's done. Yeah, yeah, f- uh, get that fixed." So I go downstairs. I see if I have all the supplies. I do. I, I can actually fix this one. Sa- oh, I don't. I I didn't have an inch and a half coupling. So I come back, uh, and I'm thinking to myself. No, that's not the way it went, actually. The first t- the first thing that came to my mind when there was T-tape around it, I was thinking to myself, maybe it's it's the gasket that's leaking. Maybe the gasket is, is malfunctioned. So I went downstairs to get a, a trap adapter gasket. I come back up, take off the T-tape. That's when I noticed that it was destroyed. And that's when I had to turn him and say, look, this thing is... It's a mess. And the other one is acting the same. And also the trap is constantly leaking like this is a disaster. So the guy's like, okay, so what do you think? Can we just replace that one trap adapter that's definitely broken? I go, yeah, we can. But dad hates doing that. He hates 
fixing sections of old pipe because what we've noticed in the past is because of wear and tear, you cut this one section, replace it, you put it back, all of a sudden something else is leaking. And not not to mention, this thing was leaking from three different areas. So I turned to him, I said, look, I can, but I, it really doesn't make sense. It, it's not the best bang for your buck. It's not the most efficient because God forbid I replace this small section and you call me back in a week to do the rest. Look, I still got to charge you a brand new uh, truck charge. You know what I mean? It's not my fault that the rest of it's leaking if I leave this job site and everything's not leaking in a week or or right now in a week. If it's leaking, I still got to charge you another truck charge. I still got to recreate this drain. We might as well do the entire thing, bro. And he goes, well, is it going to be a lot? We're like, look, it's probably an additional 50 bucks. The material for drains aren't or, or ABS drains aren't horrendous. He's like, fix it. Ran to the jo- uh, ran to the supplier, grabbed everything that I needed. I hate not having things in your truck as a service plumber. I hate it. I hate looking in the truck and going, bro, I don't have that. I got to go to the supplier. So I bought everything. I bought couplings. I bought Ys. I bought TYs. I bought trap adapters. I bought traps. I got everything. So um, I came back, recreated that drain. So it started off as a drain call. Then it's then it ended up being recreating an entire drain, uh, and then after that, I actually had to do another cleanout, a, a four inch ABS cleanout at another house, um, which was leaking weirdly from the stem. So you have your cleanout here. Here's how you open it: four inch ABS cleanout, and right at the stem up here, where it goes into a forty five, it starts coming out of the cleanout. And I'm thinking to myself, first of all, when you run this water, it shouldn't actually come up. So the mere fact that it was pressurized told me that the drain was slow. And that was the theory in my head. And I finally said to myself, okay, let's let's test this out. Run the water. They ran the water. Um, it pressurized and it started coming out. I opened up the cleanout, luckily without spilling everything onto the floor. And I looked inside the drain, and the drain was still from the cleanout down. It was still had a lot of water, and it was slowly going down. So we were able to figure out that the drain slow, and I replaced this cleanout, which was, uh, you know, for the most part, an easy fix. But we told them, look, it's probably in your best interest to get this thing cleaned out because. The reason why you're seeing this leak to begin with is because it had it got pressurized because there's too much water uh, for this drain to drain at a regular pace, essentially. So next week, we're probably going to come back and, and do a drain call there. Uh, but I did that, and then we went and we did a toilet, and that basically was the week. Peeps, sorry about not bringing out any videos over the week, but that's been the entire week of plumbing. Um, and that's the podcast, my man. Uh, that's it. Peeps, thanks for listening in. I hope you guys are enjoying yourselves. I hope you enjoy this podcast. If you have any questions or anything like that, let me know in the comments below. On all the questions I asked you, comments down below. Let me know what you guys think about all those things. Um, and that was a whole week of plumbing. I'm going to try my best to get a video out for you guys this week so that we have content on the channel. We're still going to spend the rest of the weekend trying to put this house together because there are boxes everywhere peeps everywhere but peeps thanks for watching like subscribe comment below and i'll see you guys very soon kenny molotov guys peace baby